Great. Well, praise the Lord. It's Sunday, the 6th of November. Uh, My title today is Speak to One Another, except I sort of tweaked it a little bit. I want to speak graciously to one another. And it's um, our last in the series, so I've just been reflecting on the talks that we've had. And this word, grace is so powerful. And I think, I hope I'm going to try and show that this is like a golden thread that just runs through the whole series. Grace. We're going to learn about grace. And the good news is when Jesus talked about grace, they wanted to throw them off, him off a cliff afterwards. So hopefully you'll be a bit more gracious than the, the audience Jesus had. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, so these are the talks that we've been having. Ten weeks. My gosh, time flies, doesn't it? It's great. And uh, remember, Jimmy kicked it off with a great introduction out of this world. And this is a great truth that we touched on a few times, is that if we're really going to love one another, be kind to one another, be encouraging to one another, talk graciously to one another, we're going to need the love of God that comes from somewhere else. We're going to need the hope of heaven. We're going to need Jesus coming to us from the other side to fill us, because on our own, there's going to come a moment when we just don't have it. I'm quite nice most of the time, really. It's true. But when the pressure comes, when the difficulties come, when somebody's not nice, when somebody speaks badly, something else rises up within me that I didn't sometimes know was there, Jimmy, you know? You know? And you think, oh my gosh, where is that from? And wherever your state of grace is, there's going to be moments when it's going to be tough. And that's when we're going to really know that we need Jesus in our hearts because we just don't have it on our own. And um, another great message from Jimmy, uh, fundamental to this heart is thy kingdom come. Hearing God's voice in the moment in the storm, Jesus calms the storm when he speaks to it. And speaking to the storm. Learning to hear God's voice when things are tough is the heart of how we bring God's love and grace. When we hear his voice and he gives us the word, he gives us what we need for the moment. Really powerful. Jill, pray for one another. We're starting to learn how positive and encouraging it is just to pray for one another on a regular basis. We've been doing that in the curry nights. We've been doing it, I'm sure, in life groups. We're doing it in our own time. But praying for one another, so powerful. Aaron was confess to one another and encourage one another. And I'm grateful to you, Aaron, last week that you talked really practically about how to speak positively encouraging words to one another and I've forgotten to write the letter I was meant to to, since last week. Um, Gosh, conviction comes. Great words though. Words are powerful and we're good. And and, and so I don't need to to do too much. I want to just reference that. Speaking encouraging words requires effort and practice but it, 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 and it needs insight into people to understand their hearts. Refer, look back at that um, talk last week. And um, just so many good things. Uh, Mel talked about teaching one another, and th- th- this, is, this was so powerful that um, when she talked about that, it's transformed lives that transform lives. I thought that was so helpful, that as we're transformed, where we need God coming into us, then we can 
encourage others. Then we can, because we've been encouraged, when we've been forgiven, we can forgive others. When we've been changed inside, we can see the beauty and the hope and the journey that people are on to help them on that journey. Great, great words that we can uh, encourage one another and teach one another in that. And um, Stuart, I think, was one of the highlights for me. The foundational message to this was he, when he was talking about serving one another, talked about how we need to understand the what, the why behind the what, and the who behind the why. I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm saying it, but that really touched me, that we need to understand it's Jesus at the heart of this. And his mission and his kingdom, that's the reason we do it. And the, what we do is founded in that deep, deep-rooted hope and help that we have a purpose, a mission. We have a, a man who has done it. We have a God who has done it and is doing it for us again and again. So, yeah, we're going to just pull that all together, I hope, with this thought about grace. So, here we go. The scripture today, next slide. Please, Rana. Sally, my timer's not working, so you need to keep me sorted. Where are we? Great. So, our scripture today, uh, we've, I think, spoken about it this before. Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And isn't it brilliant? And then, you know, we, we do put a high priority on worship and singing and music, and you can hear it. It was brilliant this morning. Guys, thank you so much. Really upbeat, really powerful. But the words were important. They spoke the gospel to us. If you weren't uh, focusing on it, then I encourage you, look at the words we're singing. These are words of the gospel, the words of faith, the words of encouragement, the words of truth. And you look at them, you think, oh, wow, these are encouraging. And of course, Jesus and, and Paul was right in the days when the written word wasn't so available. Printing press was a long way coming. So when they sang, it was a way to remember. So they would sing truth to one another. The, the, the Bible, uh, Old Testament and New, is filled with lots of songs because it's a great way of communicating the truth about God to each other. So, so, and we're doing it. It says speak to one another. Worship is, of course, about giving adoration to God, but it's about speaking to one another the truths of God's kingdom. And, and, his, and we remember it. Remember the songs that are in our hearts from the, often the, 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 just the cheesy kids' songs. They really stick, don't they? <laughs> they can be so good. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Ah, oh, beautiful. So, but it's more than that, I think. There's more to it than just the music and the songs. I think this is speaking about grace because it's talking about thankfulness. The word for grace, the root word and the behind gratitude is just the same word. So when we're being grateful, and I really want to thank Stephen for having the courage to overcome his worry and share that. You've just given me my ending. Just give thanks is a grace moment when we're giving thanks for what God has done, giving thanks for what other people. I still got amazed how at work, you know, you can do something, and then an email comes back, and it says, that was great. 
thanks so very much. Really appreciate it. Just what I need. It's like, ha! Oh, it just makes my day. It's like, I mean, you, get, you do a hundred things, and, but somebody comes back and says, thank you. It's like, wow, what is that? And it just, it just struck me when Stephen was ministering that. It's grace. He needn't have said thanks, whoever it was that wrote me the email, but he did. And it's like, oh. So perhaps being gracious, I'm hoping, isn't actually as difficult as we think. But we'll see. We'll see. Because there's really only one man of true grace. His name was Jesus. And it's fascinating what happened. In Luke 4, we see Jesus starting his ministry. And it says, I'm going to read a bit of it to you from Luke 4. It's a fascinating piece of incident. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the land. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up and read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he anointed me. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so the ministry of the kingdom of God was launched in that moment. And everyone in the synagogue were fast, fastened on, all eyes were fastened on him and he began to speak to them. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And it's said of them that his words were full of grace. I all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. The kingdom of God are words of grace. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of grace. What Jesus brought was grace into the world. And then he started to explain a little bit more about what it meant. And he recounts to his Jewish audience two instances of the Old Testament when the favor of God was passed to others who were not Jewish. He says there was a widow in Israel in Elijah's time where the sky was shut for three and a half years. There was a severe famine throughout the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but he was sent to those who were not in Israel. And he talks up a couple of other incidents of people who were not Jewish, who were not of the Israel race, who were healed. Nathan the prophet healed others. Others than those who the kingdom of God they thought was coming for. We love it that the kingdom of God is here and you're fulfilling it for us. Thank you very much. But others, others, this is for others. They do not deserve it. We've been the nation of God, the chosen people of Israel. We are the church. We are Christians. Courses for us. Then he talks about others that God blessed. And it's like, uh uh, that's not how it works, Jesus. And literally, the story goes, they, 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 were, they, took, they were going to throw him off the edge of the cliff and kill him. They were so upset. Grace offends. And if you haven't been offended by grace yet, and I'm probably not going to manage it because I'm not good at it, it does. It's giving people what they don't deserve. And in this world and in this place, justice and getting what's right is considered the highest and the right and what's proper. 
So you, you, we want our rights. We, we want, when we're wronged, we want it to be made right. We want, we, we want things to be equal and right and fair. And that's good. I'm not saying that's wrong. That's good. But when, when, when it's suggested that people that have been doing wrong are, or undeserving or, or, or not worthy or different are also going to get the good stuff. It's like, Phew. just don't know about that. doesn't seem fair. Jesus talked a parable of workers in a field to explain it. And the workers who worked from daybreak, then from lunchtime, and then from the last hour of the day, they all got the same wages was the parable. And, and they said, and obviously the workers who've been working all day say, it's not fair. We've been working all day and these guys just turned up and then just went home and you're paying the same. And, and Jesus in the parable explains that the, 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 the employer says, but is it not okay that I want to be generous and give to those who didn't work as long? Is that not okay? It's about me. It's about God and grace. We're delighted to know has to come from a place of undeserved favor, of undeserved merit. It gives us what we don't deserve. And, and what we find so difficult to see is that we need it because we generally think we're good, we're okay. We're fine. <laughs> I was pretty confident about that all the days of my life. And, and it's after 30 years of trying to get this around my head that actually I need God's grace. It's beginning to dawn on me. I, need, I really need God's grace. I really need it. Just on a day-to-day -day basis, every single day. I need it. Because I find I'm too easily offended. I'm too easily upset. I'm too easily, I've been in an argument for a year with my energy company trying to get them to do the right thing. Build me the right stuff. Grace is so hard. Grace is so difficult. Grace is not easy. There was one man of grace and um, just the next slide, just to uh, show you this story, this trail, this of who Jesus really is. Um, it's prophesied, and all of the Old Testament really is a foundation for what's coming. Everything leads to Jesus. And Zechariah 12.10 says, I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced. Who could that be? And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for, for him as one grieves for a firstborn. A spirit of grace and supplication comes. And Luke talks in, of Jesus as he's growing up. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was on him. What does that look like? Wouldn't you just love to be a person who was described as the grace of God was on them? Then John explains it more as the word becomes flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. These great words. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came to the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. What a mystery. Out of the fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth. 
came through Jesus Christ. That's why he came, to bring grace into this world, to bring grace into our hearts and into our lives so that we can extend grace to others, not what they deserve, but what we want to give them, what, what will uh, welcome them, what will encourage them, what will allow them to come in so that nobody is judged because everybody is welcome, everybody is invited, everybody can come, nobody is excluded. There are no others because the invitation of grace extends to everybody at all times. Wow. It's powerful. So powerful. Just benefits of grace. The next slide. Jesus, they said, spoke words of grace. And Paul explains, speaking graciously to one another, the benefits of grace, the benefits of what Jesus has brought and done. Paul explains, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been saved and so important because we still try and save ourselves by our good deeds by our prayer life as a christian we try and get it right we try and earn it and earn god's favor it's so easy because we're so conditioned to do it that we get what we deserve therefore we pray more we try to do that and we fail and we get frustrated and we worry and we do all this stuff because we know we're just not where we think we should be and we forget that it's about grace. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. We haven't even scratched the surface what it means to know God's grace in our hearts, in our lives others we haven't we're just beginning and we're on this journey together and that's why I love being here because we want to do this together we want to learn how to be gracious to one another to be encouraging to one another we've described what it looks grace is looking like but here's the heart of it here's the truth of it it's the who behind the why before we get to the what it's Jesus it's Jesus the man full of grace and truth this is what he did and what he achieved through his life and death and resurrection on the cross and Paul gets it he says Paul says my grace when he was suffering Paul was in pain three times he comes to God and says take this this thing from me and he says my grace God says to him, he says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is not a kingdom of the powerful, of the mighty, of the achievers, of the successful, of the beautiful, of the attractive, of the, uh, it's the, it's, it's the gospel and the kingdom of those who can't and haven't and won't and are stuck and are failing and are struggling. And that's the kingdom that God is bringing. It's those who don't have it who recognize that they're needing Jesus, that they need that when they're weak, then they can be strong. The benefits of grace. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. Grace is a condition. It's a place we're at. We're standing right now, right here in it, through Jesus Christ. We stand in grace, and we, it says in Hebrews 4, we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence that we, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. It's just amazing, and I wish I could explain it. Paul Yangtze wrote a book about what is so amazing about grace. My hope is that this just puts a question in your heart and a mind to say, what actually is this grace thing about? I don't understand it. Paul Yancey, as the author, writing the book, says, I can't explain grace to you. All I can do is point you to it. And he tells some amazing stories of grace, of how grace in the world is moving in the nations and in people and personal lives. I recommend it to you. It's a great, great read. It's impossible to explain. It's impossible to put into words, but it's grace. And the last slide, um, thanks, Rana, gives us maybe some clue. It's from the Psalms. It's a song. So we speak to another with songs and hymns and try and explain it. And this is grace beginning to be revealed through God. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger. Let's start there. Abounding in love. Let's have some of that. He won't always accuse. Okay. <laughs> I won't. He won't harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. We're going to treat other people not how they've treated us when they fall short, but how we want to be treated. We're not going to repay like for like, eye for eye, tooth for a tooth. We're going to pay with love and forgiveness and kindness. This is grace. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as east is from west, as far as he has removed our transgressions from us. We are clothed in his righteousness, filled with his grace. And in that place of standing, we can then start to reach out to others with that same grace and do things that seem extravagant, that seem wrong because it doesn't seem fair uh, we, we, we extend grace to those who have let us down. We, we welcome all those who we don't understand and don't think they fit because that's what grace does. There's a space around us, isn't there? If I come a little bit closer, I start to threaten that space. And you've been very gracious to me by not heckling and haggling and prepared to listen to me. And I appreciate that. But if I come forward and start to break that space and come, it's like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> what's between us? What's between you and your wife, between you and your partner, you and your friends? There's this space between us. And what's in it? What's in the space? We don't want to invade our personal space, do we? We don't want to know it, but imagine if there's just nothing else but grace in the space that's between us. Just grace. No offense, no lingering resentment, no frustration, no impatience. Just grace in that space. That you'd be quite happy if I come down and sit beside you. It'd be all right, Kate, wouldn't it? 
be okay. We feel okay with it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry, that's uncomfortable. I've invaded your space. I apologize. Grace in the space will only happen if there's grace in this space in our heart. Like Jimmy said, from another world that comes from God, from heaven Himself, from Jesus, who came as the man of grace, and He offers us His death on the cross. His resurrection victory was to give us the promise of a new heart, a new hope, not just a way of living, but a completely new way of being where we are united with Jesus and God through the Holy Spirit to be people of grace. That's our hope. That's our understanding. That's what we're looking for. That's why we're on a journey here together. That's our mission. That's what the kingdom of God is doing. And it's going to come and it's going to win and it's going to rule and it's going to reign. And the kingdom of grace will be established on earth as it is in heaven. And the goodness of God will fill all the earth. Heaven is coming with his grace. With his, and we're seeing pockets of it coming here. We love the grace and the space that we're already seeing. And I want to just maybe finishes the band, maybe want to join me up here. There's grace all around me, and I see it more in others, of course. And Bob Goff says about grace, I think, don't see people with issues. See people and issues. God makes people, people make issues, but people aren't issues. <laughs> These issues we talk about are only masquerading as people. Do yourself a favor and separate the two rather than merging the person into the into one. So if there's an issue in our space, the issue isn't the person. The issue is the issue. <laughs> but the person must always be dealt with with grace in the kingdom of God. That's what we want. We'll work out the issue. But the person isn't the issue, Bob Goff says. I love that. Very helpful. Very helpful. And I forget to do it all the time. It's like, this guy's he's got an issue. <laughs> no, he doesn't. There is an issue. Love the guy. Going to embarrass somebody here, but I love this message that Sally got. Um, warm and well, we hope, is a space for grace. The church, we hope, this building is a space for grace. And this sums it up for me. Somebody said about what was going on and warm and well and on... The, the, the Tuesdays, it's like so many people need Jesus, Sally. My heart burns for them. I don't want to be complacent, sleepy, unaware or dismissive of anyone, of anyone who walks through the door, whether they've been coming for years or they've never come before. I'm just thankful that God supplies our every need, and we do not need to rely on our own strength. And that's, um, that's Mel's words, as she's thinking about the well being and the heart and the people. And I love that. I want to be, I want that. I want to burn, my heart to burn for others, whoever they are, whatever they're doing. And I don't want to be complacent and sleepy. I think this is grace in action. I think this is a grace heart filled person and I want to be around people who are grace filled because they're much easier to be with <laughs> and let's become a people of grace 
and fill this space around us with the grace of God in Jesus' name. Are we going to sing a song to one another with hope and we're going to just remember that if it, you don't know how to do it, and I don't think we really do know how to do it, but let's start just by saying thanks, as Stephen reminded us and brought that word. Let's, it's the same word, gratitude, graciousness, grace, thank you, Jesus. God gave us two gifts. Firstly, the gift of life physically, gave breath into our lungs, and everybody here shares that. We can give thanks for that every single day. Jesus came, and the second gift God gave us was his son's life. Jesus on the cross, the man of grace, came that he could close the space between God and man once and for all. That space is filled with grace. Between God and you is grace. Nothing, nothing else, nothing can hinder the love of God. Let's stand together and just declare his words, sing his songs, and give thanks to God. What are you singing? Uh, Worship the Lord. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Come on, God. I'm going to sing, and then I'm going to pray after this. Thank you, Lord.